What up, homies? This show boy Kenny with Gangsta Island TV, where we like to throw it all the way back to the good old days of hip-hop, usually focusing on the golden era. Now, let me get this out of the way first. Definitely hit subscribe and like this video to help your boy out with the algorithm. I mean, who really putting down animated hip-hop podcasts, man? So today, we about to talk about the best diss tracks ever in hip-hop history. And as always, I'm totally unbiased. Even if I don't like you or your crew, that don't mean your track ain't on this list. I'm going to try to show everybody love, because if you dope, you dope, period. Now, here is the preliminary setup to my thesis. Criteria number one, disrespect. You heard me. The level of disrespect needs to be on 100. And I mean, this is short for disrespect. Criteria number two, the target. Who did you diss? It's easy to be a bully, but you get mad props for dissing worthy opponents. And criteria number three, replay value. What's the replay value after the beat was over? I mean, was it a good song? Do you still bump it to this day? How well did that track age? So let's hop to it. Start with number five. You little fuck, I got money stacks bigger than you. When I was pushing weight back in... Now this was 2001, when Jay was at the height of his game, man. He was still street and not yet the... And I'm a businessman. To me, on this track, man, he was being a bully. And it backfired on that ass. Criteria number one, disrespect. I give this one a 9 out of 10. Let's be clear here, man. Takeover was extremely disrespectful. He certainly shot the kill on this one. Criteria number two, the target. Now the primary target was Prodigy and Nas, and I get that about an 8 out of 10. The only reason this ain't a 10 is because Nas at that point had fallen off a little bit, and Mob Deep is really an underground favorite, not really that commercialized. But both of them are worthy opponents with superb lyricism. It took some balls for Hov to do that, man, but he had way more backup than Esco and P did, and ultimately he got them balls handed back to that ass, because y'all already know what's coming up on this list later on. Criteria number three, replay value. Man, I get that shit a 10 out of 10. Takeover is the best song on this list, not to be confused with the best diss. Produced by Kanye West, this song is fucking impeccable in terms of quality. I bump this shit all the time still. We shook Drake on gas, now we out of the closet. Mob deep, wonder why nigga blow them out. Okay, what do I start off with this one, man? Because I know y'all really didn't expect this. Joints like this is what makes Pac a mystical figure. This is one of my favorite Pac songs, and it's also a top-notch diss track as well. I almost feel like this song was like a diary that was meant to come out after his death, which actually it did in November 96. It had kind of like the Dear John letter versus Fuck This Earth, I'm Out kind of vibe to it. You know, most of the time, man, I feel sorry for Pac, because this motherfucker was a really angry dude, man. And to me, most of it was uncalled for. I'm gonna cover that farther up this list, though. Criteria number one. Disrespect. I give the disrespect here a 9 out of 10. I mean, he really just shitted on everybody, man. He even called Dre his own label mate gay, said Nas wasn't original, was basically just a poor man's Rakim. He went in on notorious gangster Haitian Jack. I think Jimmy Hitchman was a tough guy too. Pretty certified motherfuckers in the hood, right? Pac just didn't give a single solitary fuck about any backlash ever, man. Criteria number two, target. I give this an 8 out of 10. Man, while he did everybody. I only give it an 8 because he basically dissed most of these same people on another diss track that's coming up in the few. And they never really returned fire. So he didn't get any bonus points for picking the same motherfuckers in another fight when nobody really wanted to fight in the first place. Unfortunately, I think there was a clapback, but not in the form of a diss track. I'm gonna leave that alone because I ain't the police. Criteria number 3. Replay value. I get this an 8 out of 10. And here's why. 
Against All Eyes is the last song on the last album that Tupac ever recorded himself in the studio. Y'all gotta understand what happened after he died, man. This album came out like two months after his death, and it was filled with all types of weird ass prophecy. When y'all hear motherfuckers talk about the Illuminati today, man, that came from this album. I mean, it was called Don Illuminati. It was crazy, man. Nobody even mentioned that word prior to then. So if you listen to that whole album, people used to like play tracks backwards, man, to get what Pac was really trying to say. I mean, it was really kind of like a culmination of his life and death. It was a very deep album, man, and I just felt he was pouring his heart out and trying to tell us all types of stuff. But this particular song is basically just kind of wrapping up everything. And it wasn't an angry, like a hit him up type of song. It was more so like he's telling us stories, he's spitting facts, man, and he's giving his side of the game while he don't fuck with a lot of people, man. So I really, really like this track, man. So if y'all not really up on it, man, y'all go check this joint out. Plus on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus Puffy trying to see me weak, hearts I rip. Vicky Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mock ass bitches. I don't like hit em up, man. I never really did. It's angry as hell, man, and it just don't feel like hip hop. I thought it was good for the sport, kinda, but terrible for the culture. I remember when I first got the maxi single, right? And Hit 'em Up was on the B side, and How Do You Want It was on the A side. And I was listening to it with my roommate B, and he said, man, this dude is sick in the head, man. Talking about Pac after we listened to Hit 'em Up for the first time. That was our first reaction. And if you lived in that period, I think a lot of people felt like that, man. That song just felt like the beginning of the end, man. And it really was. It had to be some sort of retaliation outside of the music, man. He just got too personal with too many people. Pac lasted another 15 months after that joint came out. Now, in my opinion, this song ruined a lot of families. It shifted the culture in a bad way, I think, and got both Pac and Big killed over absolutely nothing. It was unnecessary. And some of y'all youngins might be like, yeah, man, Pac was the illest, man. He was gangster. No, he wasn't. He was a successful and brilliant artist that made it out the hood. That gang bullshit was counterproductive and it was stupid as hell. And it got everybody fucked up. He was so much more than that. And because of him, we had to watch Puff and Mace wear them colorful ass shiny suits for the next few years. Man, I'll go to my grave thinking that all Bad Boy ever really wanted was to sell some records and beef like a sport, not like some real gangsters, man. It should have only been on wax. It should have only been music. Man, that rant at the end of Hit 'em Up is legendary. Anyway, let me get off my soapbox on this. Criteria number one, disrespect. This shit gets a 20 out of 10. Man, this song didn't just get disrespectful. It crossed over into lyrical rape. If you really want to let your feelings go, this is the way that you do it. Like most of the people on this list kind of chopped the beef up, ate it, became friends again, but it ain't nobody targeted in this song that can forget this lyrical gunfire that Pac spit out. This was a nuclear missile aimed straight for New York City and whoever even associated with these motherfuckers got hit too. Criteria number two, target. 10 out of 10, man. He hit everybody on this, and he didn't care about the consequences. Man, Tupac went after a whole coast and crews and sub-crews within crews. And anybody who liked any of these motherfuckers and people that ain't even got nothing to do with each other was on this track. Just random gunfire here, man. This was literally Scarface the movie on wax. He even let the little homies, the outlaws, go in, man. Criteria number three, replay value. 
10 out of 10 at least. Look here, man. Y'all know I'm unbiased, and while I don't really bump this drink because it's still pissing me off, this song is in regular rotation all the time, everywhere. The new generation recently discovered it. Not only that, I think this was one of Pac's best lyrical performances. He had great wordplay and cadences that was a departure from his usual basic flow. I mean, this nigga was so mad that he went and improved his whole game just to diss these dudes. Man, I think I should do an episode dedicated to Pac. I really did love Pac, but I was really mad at him at the same time. I shed some tears when he died though, low key. Anyway, what y'all think? Let me know in the comments. Calling me on a you Benedict. Easy E saw your ass and went in it quick. You got I respect the hell out of this dude, man. While I don't believe Q was an actual gangster, I think he was really far from a bitch though. You can still be hardcore and not tote guns, man. And I think Ice Cube had a whole lot of heart. And N.W.A. had this shit coming, man, believe me. I mean, y'all know the story, right? Cube didn't like the contract. He didn't sign it. He left. They started throwing jabs at him. And while Ren was my favorite MC in N.W.A., he was still no Ice Cube with the pen, man. So you know what I always found to be interesting, though? Is when Cube left N.W.A., both parties got better. It turns out they were both better without each other. I'll stick to my gun saying that N.W.A. had like one more album left in them before they would have burned out. Although they were groundbreaking, I also felt that rap was evolving past what N.W.A. was talking about. Anyway, criteria number one, disrespect, 10 out of 10. Bruh, this joint got so many quotables in it that it ain't even funny. But what makes No Vaseline so great is even though through all the brutal attacks on N.W.A. and Jerry Heller, you can tell that he still kinda had some love for these dudes. This track was one of those times when, like your mama told you before she whooped your ass that it was gonna hurt her more than it was gonna hurt you. I kinda felt like that with this track. I also felt like this track was a defensive move and Q felt like a whole group ganged up on him when he was just literally trying to tell y'all that y'all was getting fucked over in y'all contracts. He was literally defending himself and then body everybody in the process. Criteria number two, the target. I only give this one a 7 out of 10. Okay, this is like battling Eric B and Rakim after Rakim leaves the group. So Rakim leaves the group and you gonna battle Eric B? I mean, what Eric B gonna do by himself? MC Ren was the only pen and writer left in that group and he couldn't really handle the Rage of Q by himself. It was kind of an unfair matchup to be honest with you. And you know that they never really retaliated to that? I mean, how do you respond to no Vaseline, man? I mean, you just tuck your tail in and you just go home. Criteria number three, replay value. 10 out of 10, no question. This song goes hard, bro. You can bump this at any time in any era. This song really didn't age. It came from a familiar sample, and because of that, it's gonna live on forever. You a fan, a phony, a fake, a pussy, a stand. I still whip your ass, you 36 in a karate class. This is the fucking prima donna of diss tracks. It's the blueprint unintended of all diss records it's the king of kings it is the goat of this shit i want to start off by asking how many y'all knew what the word ether meant before this record came out stop lying because none of y'all did and the fact that ether was the title i knew before i even heard the record that it was going to be on some super intellectual skating kill or be killed type of shit i was not disappointed ether is now a verb Motherfuckers be ethering shit nowadays, you know what I'm saying? They didn't even say that before O2. Criteria number one, disrespect, 15 out of 10. Ether and No Vaseline have a whole lot in common in my opinion because they were both defensive records. 
This dude slaughtered Jay. It even had some shots for Dame and everybody else. And not just the lyrics, man. It was the tone of his voice, man. Listen to Ethan, man. Man, Nas got more upset the longer the song went on. I mean, it was straight up embarrassing, man. Like, this really had to get up on the whole skin. Hole tried to retaliate with Super Ugly, but it only made him look worse. And again, why is Hole the GOAT? Because he ended up signing Nas to Def Jam a couple years later. I guess if you can't beat him, might as well join him. Now that's growth. Criteria number two, target 20 out of 10. Again, Jay was at the top of the mountain at the time where Nas was falling off. The source had just gave Ho five mics for the blueprint, and the whole Rockefeller family was on fire. And more than any crew ever, the Rockets probably had the most overall talent. Everybody can spit. So Nas had to worry about Beans, Dipset, Freeway, a bunch of them super lyrical motherfuckers coming after him. He didn't even care. And if they did come after him, who even remembers, man? Ether casted such a great shadow that it didn't matter if Jesus Christ himself retaliated in defense of hope. Criteria number three, replay value, 20 out of 10. I bump this joint once a week, and it's still on all my workout playlists. Quit playing, man. Ether will never get old. And the type of production on it didn't age at all. Shout out to the homie, Rob Browse, for lacing that track. All right, y'all, that's it. So hit the comments and don't forget to like and subscribe. What do you think is the best diss track of all time? Oh, I forgot. I made a Spotify playlist that have all my favorite diss joints of all time, even beyond this list. So check that out as well. I left the link in the description to this video. Let me know what else y'all want me to cover. I think next week I might give some love to the producers or maybe the best moguls in hip hop. Man, I don't even know. Until next time, peace and blessings and stay hip hop at all times.